Hello everyone and welcome back to the Hoot Chronicles. I'm Lauren and you'll notice today it's just me. I found some time to record so I thought I would share some of the content I have been reading lately and hopefully it'll be helpful, if nothing interesting for you. I'll be sharing some of my thoughts and perceptions on the materials I've read for this episode. And just to be super clear, I will not read the article on the podcast. I might discuss, I'll discuss my impressions of the article and potentially quote some sections if necessary. So the article for this month is called, brace yourself, Validating Trial-Based Functional Analyses in Mainstream Primary School Classrooms by Jennifer L. Austin, Emily A. Groves, Lisa C. Rainish, and Laura L. Francis. And they all come from the University of South Wales, or it's published through the University of South Wales in Wales, United Kingdom. So when it came to a bit about the author, I thought I would choose the person in the front because that's often the person that has the most um, input. So I chose Jennifer L. Austin um, and I got my information from the Society for the Advancement of Behaviour Analysis. So that's the Saba.international sorry, saba.abainternational.org, and the link will be on our blog post, so you can have a look at it if you'd like. So, back to Jennifer L. Austin. For more than 20 years, she's worked as a behavior analytic researcher and clinician, while also playing a key role in the development of behavior analysis programs in the United States and the United Kingdom. She serves as a professor of psychology and the head of behavior analysis at the University of South Wales the USW. She also serves as a clinical director of the USW Behaviour Analysis Clinic, the only university-based behaviour analysis clinic in Europe, which is quite big guns. Amazing. So Dr. Orson's research and clinical interests have focused primarily on behaviour analytic applications in mainstream education, and she's been a key driver in the development of the UK Society for Behaviour Analysts. Dr. Austin has published more than 30 peer-reviewed articles and book chapters and is a former associate editor of the Journal of Applied Behaviour Analysis, Behaviour Analysis and Practice, and the Education and Treatment of Children. So quite, um, quite a repertoire there and quite a lady to be talking about. So very, you know, humble to be able to read her article and review it. So who is our, who's it for? So I would say specifically for ABA professionals and, you know, people or professionals who work closely with the ABA community or people who are training or currently are registered behavior technicians, um, maybe your board certified assistant behavior analysts, and then, of course, your board certified behavior analysts, um, teachers who work alongside ABA professionals or who work within the special educational field or that work with special educational needs students. And anyone who's interested in why behaviors are occurring and who enjoys reading research articles or journal, journal papers. I mean, this could be a bit of a stretch, but you never want to discourage people from being interested and from learning. So there you go. So I'm going to give you a brief summary of the contents. It is quite a um, convoluted article, and I say that because it gives, it's quite a lot of information in it, and it's very powerful to read. So I'm going to give you a little bit of some of my thoughts and perceptions of the contents. So before I start, it's important that you have in the un an understanding of a functional analysis. I don't have too much time for it within this episode, but basically we're assessing the function of a behavior or why a behavior is occurring. 
um, or mostly behaviors of concern. Why are behaviors of concern occurring? And it's done so by contriving situations and testing different conditions. So you can do some further research if you wish, but um, it's a very specific way of figuring out the function of the reason why behaviors are occurring. So this research, this article that is um, validating trial-based functional analysis in mainstream primary school classrooms, okay, focuses on assessing whether trial-based functional analysis would be able to identify the functions of problem behavior or the functions of behaviors of concern as as the same as other methods of analysis or assessment of functional behavior. Obviously, with a particular interest in classroom settings, so it will be look different, okay? And it's different from other functional analysis methods as you don't have to repeat the delivery of the presumed reinforcer during the test condition sessions. So the trial-based functional analysis involves the delivery of a stimuli for only the first response during a session, after which the trial is terminated, um, except, obviously, in the ignore condition. And then the test trials are mixed with relatively brief control trials where you the assumed reinforcer is really available. And the control and test trials are repeated, and this gives you more information about the function, and these results are compared in percentages of responses across trials. So sounds like a lot, but actually when you break it down, it's not that complicated. Um, so... It goes back to the 90s where Sigafoos and Sagas, and I'll reference their article um, in the blog, uh, provided the first demonstration of trial-based functional analysis as potentially a potentially viable alternative to session-based functional analysis. And since then, the literature has foc focused on some primary themes. Okay, One of these themes involves validating trial-based methods okay, and their corresponding results from other methods of analysis and assessment. Okay, so several other studies have done similar research to compare the results and have found the results have shown a strong correspondence. And in cases which they do not, the trial-based functional analysis sometimes produce more conclusive results than the extended or our more um, traditional ways of analyzing behaviors or the function of behaviors. Okay, so basically they're saying that it might have a it might have better results and it's easier to run because it's trial based. So you don't have to set up as many um, conditions and you'll have to read more of the article to find out more information. Otherwise, I'll just be reading it to you, which frankly will be quite dull. Um, I also just need to mention that the article also mentions that due to the fact that the research is conducted within mainstream classrooms, that obviously there's a lot of different factors that influence behaviors, you know, peer retention, and that in classrooms, the removal demands is not often a um, consequence um, to see um, or the function of the behavior. And a few other factors, which, you know, can be an issue. They mentioned this in the article, and they also account for this within the research. But you'll have to read the whole article to find out all that juicy information. So did I enjoy it? Okay, so yes, I really, really enjoyed it. In fact, I'd say I loved it because I found it so interesting and innovative to be rethinking how we assess the functions of behavior, okay, using different methods which are easy to use and most importantly for me, and I know Carla will agree with me, um, involving other professionals to be part of the research. Okay, so within this article, they had um, teachers running it or teaching assistants, Okay, so we need to be working together to improve the lives of our clients. And, you know, we are stronger together, to quote some a South African sport quote, you know, that's often what we say, stronger together. We talk about our 
sporting um, activities. Um, I especially enjoyed the bit about how trial-based functional analysis sometimes having more conclusive results than the extended analysis, and that it's easy to run, and it's, a, it's naturally occurring situations, which often yields more real-life behaviors and their consequences. So it can only help us further generalize and naturalize some of um, our consequences, which we apply to certain behaviors. Okay, where can we get it? So it's not that easy to find. I did do some research. And you know the online Wiley library. Okay, so you can purchase it there. Okay, and they've got a few different options. So there's, it's, you can do the 48-hour online access, which is 12 US dollars. You can do the online only access, which is $20, or you can do the PDF download and online access, which is $49 US dollars, okay, which I think is quite steep. Or you can go to ResearchGate and you can download it for free. Yay! Um, those links, so for the Wiley Online Library, the ResearchGate, PubMed, and I think one other place, you can we will reference in the blog post, so you can have a look there. Um, I also have um, mentioned the Sigafoos and Sigas 1995 paper, which will also be referenced. So go and have a look for those if you want to have a look at those articles. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I've struggled to find whether you could download it or purchase it. Um, I did a little bit of research, but I couldn't actually find anything. So hopefully you can find something. Um, but yeah, that's that's the article for today. I hope you found it interesting. Um, it is really powerful. And I think thinking about these kinds of things can, if we can be finding similar, or as the article notes, more conclusive results using easier methods and empowering other professionals support us in our science, I think it's something that's worth looking at. So we are now working on turning our podcast um, episodes into blog posts. So we'll put any relevant links, as I mentioned previously, on the website. So you can just go to www.abaowls.com. And you can look for blog posts. I think it's under the podcast section. And thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Hoot Chronicles. The next Hoots episode will be out on Monday, the 19th of December. So have a look out for that. And as always, please rate, like, and subscribe to us. You can find us on Instagram at ABA underscore owls. You can search for us on iTunes, Podbean, or just straight on Google, chirping with ABA owls. Or you can find us on Facebook, ABA Owls. And of course, you can email us on aba.owls.uk at gmail.com if you have any queries or questions. Thank you for listening. Bye.